you are now tuned into DAR Sports Media. We are in here for the Sports Super Pod NFL NBA. Maybe a little bit of college football depends on when it happens. Right now, I've got the the NBA tournament that nobody understands going on in the background. I've got my Liverpool FC shirt on. We got a big mix of sports. A shirt that I had on this weekend though was those damn San Francisco 49ers. Uh just want to go over a little little something with with everybody real quick. Who is other than Mahomes? There there Tay, I'll ask you. Who is other than Mahomes the leader in the MVP race right now? Who would you guess? Lamar Jackson? No, I'm talking about the actual odds is Jalen Hurts. Right. Between him and Brock Purdy, do you know who has more yards? Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Do you know who has more touchdowns? He Brock does. Purdy. Do you know who has less interceptions? Brock Purdy. Right. Do you know who has a better QBR? Brock Purdy. If you guess, if you guess Brock Purdy again, you got it. Uh, yards per attempt, number one, Brock Purdy. Air yards per attempt, number one, Brock Purdy. Completion percentage, number one, Brock Purdy. Longest pass of the season, Brock Purdy. And that beautiful pass that he threw to Brandon Ayuk that went to the house. That was the longest pass of the season. Traveled in the air, 40 yards, was a perfect dime over the top of Jamel Dean. Tay, I am here to ask. Um, as far as the 49ers go, first of all, yet again, same drumbeat I've been having. Looked fairly dominant for big parts of it. Very there was some sloppiness in the game. We still haven't played a complete game. Still haven't played a tight game. Still have not, in my opinion, played well enough to feel safe playing against the Eagles and the Chiefs of the world. Uh, but a good win with a good gap is a good win with a good gap. Hey, are we back into Rock Purdy top 12 quarterback conversation? Yeah, I never necessarily left. I think quarterbacks go through bad streaks, you know. I necessarily, I, I didn't, I didn't leave the hype train, but I will say about the about the whole MVP thing, Jalen Hurts is above him because Jalen Hurts has nine rushing touchdowns. Brock Purdy got four. At nine. That's I mean nine. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. I like it a lot, but yeah. And passing numbers are a pretty big gap. Yeah, and I don't want to hear shit. And, and but then the people, what's, what's, what's crazy about it is people will bring up Brock Purdy's fucking supporting cast to the ends of the earth. Jalen Hurts has a better one. His offensive line is way fucking better. Mm-hmm. He has the best receiver duo in the league. Up until a couple weeks ago, he had one of the best tight ends in the league. Okay, I think most people would say that Christian McCaffrey is better than DeAndre Swift. But check all the other categories that I just said. But yet, people would laugh in your face talking about Brock Purdy being an MVP candidate. Yeah. True, you were saying something earlier about about Brock Purdy and how, you know, that's part of what marks a great quarterback is you can go through those valleys and then climb back up out of it. For sure. For sure. Pardon me, I'm eating my dinner. So, a lot of this is going on. Um, You know, as far as the MVP conversation, jump in. I get why Jalen is over, um, over him. You know, oh, and I, I do too. I, I, and don't anybody mistake this that this is me saying that Brock Purdy should be over Jalen Hurts in the MVP conversation. This is just making this completely fucking clear to people who act like he's not even a top twenty quarterback. I he, it, by the numbers, if in every way, is right up yeah. there with MVP candidates. No, no, he is. He, he, he's definitely in the conversation. I think there's only a select few people that are in that conversation. If you had a five, a list of five, I think he's in the conversation for sure. So, um, yeah, man, I don't know. Like, um, 
I, I I think they have a great team over there, you know, um, <clears throat> a great team over there in, in San Francisco. And I think, you know, Brock, Brock has grown just in the limited time that he's been on the field, uh, you know, the starting quarterback. And he's grown and he's, you know, he's making the right, you know, right reads, right decisions. And, you know, I think uh, to to go through that little rough patch and then bounce back, uh, you know, that first of all, it takes toughness and that takes uh, obvious talent and also focus. Because when people are, you know, writing you off and talking shit about you, um, you know, the entire time you're, you're going through whatever you're going through, it's really easy to get caught up in that. And I guess a good thing for him is he didn't get too caught up in it. And he kind of persevered and you know made it through. So that's a that's a fucking amazing deal for him. Um, I am <clears throat> excited uh, to see what happens in this next uh, next little stretch. <laughs> this next little stretch for the 49ers. Um, some, some interesting games coming up, including one against the Eagles. So uh, it's um, Seahawks. It's Seahawks, Seahawks Eagles, and Seahawks. Eagles. It's a very and Seahawks game. again. Hey, you know, if he continues the way he's going right now through those three games, I don't know what else people want at that point. Like this is it. We're we're here. Yeah. Am I wrong? Oh. No, not wrong at all. But um, you know, I I I just don't think I just don't think that uh I'm interested. I'll say this the Seahawks game, I think the 49ers got the Seahawks game pretty much. I think they'll have that. I don't. I don't buy into the Seahawks right now. They got a couple issues going on. Um, but for the most part, the thing that really sticks out to me uh, above all is when you look at kind of you know how the 49ers have kind of dominated uh, these last couple games. I think that's what um, you know. I, I guess that's what makes it stick out is that they're dominating. They're beating, pre, you know, really, you know, really good teams. So, um, you know, destroying the Jaguars, turning around and, and beating that. Now, the Buccaneers on a great team, uh, you know, but um, they they're are most likely a division winner. It's a shitty ass division, but that's two yeah, division yeah. winners most likely in a row. Although in our next segment, maybe the Jags aren't going to be the division winner in that in that division. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. But um, no, I think. I think 49ers are they back on track. A lot of good stuff going on there. And um yeah, I think Bob Purdy is showing who he is. He's showing what he's capable of and he's doing his thing. And um, you know, it's not much. Not 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 really much <clears throat> to really speak on, I guess, in, in terms of anything else. Like I think we kind of all knew he he probably bounced back because you can't play, you know, you 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 have your issues, but they don't always last, you know. So I I'm not surprised he's bounced back. I think um once we get into the week 14, 15, you know, head into the playoffs time, that's I think when you really want to keep your eye on, you know, just to see if he can kind of maintain uh his poise and, and his focus. But other than that, like I said I think not not a surprise to me at all. He he persevered, he went he went through the little rough patch and he persevered. He's 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 firmly in the MVP conversation. And there you go. So he's there. Hey, what the actual fuck happened to the Washington Commanders this weekend? Y'all had had TD, Tommy DeVito, diamond it all over the place. This is, Mm -hmm. this is, this has gotten out of control, man. This has gone completely off the rails on us. We were talking good about him in the offseason. Whew, this is pretty much just looking like now there's some some season left. This is starting to look like uh this podcast's only real big miss is this commander's thing is not working out. Yeah. Um I think I don't know, I think everything went bad. Turnovers was a big issue. I mean, it's like every quarter I saw a fumble, I saw an interception. It was there was so many turnovers that game, and you're just not – well, you got five turnovers, you're not going to win the game. I don't care who you're playing. This is not going to happen. We we were uh, we were getting to Tommy DeVito, too. We had, like, eight or nine sacks. Yeah, but, I know. I had the Washington defense in, in uh, fantasy. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, you can't score. You're fumbling the ball in the red zone. You're fumbling the ball in the kickoff return. Like, if you do that, that's a, that's a touchdown every time. If you fumble the ball on that team's other side of if you fumble it in the other team's red zone, like, they recover. They're scoring a touchdown. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even say the defense actually played pretty good. I would say. Yeah. They scored most of their points off our turnovers. They had picks. They had a pick six. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. We just – they got a lot to do. We got a lot of money in the offseason. Well, I know the first team. thing they need to do, and I think you do too. Yeah. Yeah, the old line is terrible, and we need to fire that, that head coach, that, that one yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> they said yeah. they changed his name from Riverboat Ron to Rowboat, to Rowboat Ron. Cause <laughs> yeah. That shit is a wrap. Speaking of things that have completely collapsed around us, man, the uh, AFC North there for a while looked like it might be putting four teams in the playoffs, and uh, I'm not completely sure they're going to get two at this point um, over this past week and weekend since our last, what, you think the Steelers are going? You're looking at me crazy like, oh, the Steelers are going for two. Are you still on this Browns thing with a rookie quarterback? Oh, my God. Why aren't they? They just beat a playoff team last on Sunday. I, they oh, beat brother. a playoff team. That is disgusting. How can you even look at yourself in the fucking mirror? <laughs> Why had the Steelers in the playoffs? Y'all were telling me, oh, man, hey, watch out for the Steelers. Oh, and when what? they beat the Steelers, <laughs> now the Steelers aren't a good team. I, how can you say that? How can you say the Steelers are a good team? Then when the Browns play them, they're not a good team. Who said the Steelers were a good team? Who I, I, you said that? I remember you. At the I said that. I you were like, yeah. Especially you were like, yeah. They might get nine wins again. That's a good team. A nine win not, team. Nine wins is not a good team. That <laughs> could be a playoff team. Possibly could be a playoff. That's a losing team. record now. No, or no, almost a losing eight. record. That's a good yeah, team. nine and eight. Okay, it's a good team. <laughs> I see that you. I see that you are moving the goalposts in advance of the subjects we're going to discuss this week. Now that you got all Tim Boyle starting for the Jets, nine yeah, and I eight. I believe in him, man. <laughs> so this past week, we saw Deshaun Watson get declared out for the year, which we gotta we gotta discuss that situation too because, man. Sean Watson out for the year. Joe Burrow gets knocked out for the year. The Steelers, uh, for the last few weeks, have been winning these <clears throat> ugly, filthy, skid mark bullshit games against these shitty teams. Man, I don't know if. So let's start. Let's start with the Browns. First question. Between the trade, the draft picks, and the contract, which is going to be a 63, 63 is in the number after 62, $63 million cap hit next year. Is this Deshaun Watson contract the worst fucking contract in NFL history? Nah. nah no. He had them guys, 63, man. They're going to, nah. Sean Watson him. had him six and three. He didn't yeah. play half the games. He was gonna have him with double digit wins. I mean, he had to. He beat the everyone's best team in the NFL, the Ravens. So you can do that. You can beat anyone. So yeah, man, it's a good contract. True. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Like you can't. He can't stop giving rubbing tugs. He can't stay out of trouble. He, he can't stay healthy either. So these are issues that you have to worry about. And why they I still don't understand the logic behind this whole Deshaun Watson, the trade, you know, especially when he was going through what he was going through. Um, the amount of money he's got. I don't understand it at all. Uh, so I think it is honestly, um, because I, I don't think you can look at any any other contract, especially in recent recent memory, that really sticks out. Because usually, when you get that kind of money, you are a, you know, a Mahomes type talent, a um, 
dare I say, a Jalen Hurts, uh, if you want, you know. So, I don't know, you know, Deshaun Watson hasn't proven himself, and he hasn't proven himself in terms of a, uh, uh, really in terms of health either, being reliable. I think that's 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 half the battle, right? Is being reliable. So if you're not reliable for your teammates, that's a whole different conversation. So, um, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a hey. I'm not so. Tay or the Browns? The Browns are the Browns making the playoffs? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Tay Tay didn't even hesitate putting the stamp yeah, on it. I'm not. I'm never gonna change. I'm never gonna flip anything I say. I mean it. I mean it. After you, you saw what. They gotta bring. After in you saw DTR. Legend. After you oh, saw no. saw DTR this weekend. Yeah, he's not good. That's that's why they signed the Ravens legend Joe Flacco. They'll be just fine. He can get them three wins. They only, they only need three. That's it. That's not hard to do. Just bring in. Yeah. Three. Joe. Yeah. Flacco. You make a point. You make a point. Yeah, it's not that hard to do. If it was, if they were like at five hundred, like if they were like five and five right now, okay, that's different. But no, nah, they're in good shape. They're seven and three. That's that's a really good record. I, I, I really only, I mean, I really only need to win two more. Really, yeah, but I would say three, three would be really good. Yeah, comfortable. Yeah. Right? Well, you got yeah, a point. I do, you got I a point. So, are we? The Bengals are done, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that can work. Nah, I, I, honestly, I don't think that can work. Hell of a supporting, you know. I've been told they got a, they got very reliably this whole entire football season that a good supporting <laughs> cast is all you need, and it'll make somebody into a fucking great quarterback. That's what I've been told. So yeah. obviously Jake Browning could just go out there with yet another set of offensive players that are better than the ones that Brock Purdy has, and he should thrive. That's what I've been told. So I'm waiting to see. Maybe he'll be uh, number one in about 20 different statistical categories since a supporting cast is all you need. That's all I've been told. Yeah, the Bengals play callers isn't that talented to, to just ignore a quarterback like like to – you know, Bengals play college isn't that talented. He he's not really that good, so I don't think he'll raise Jake Browning into this uh this serviceable quarterback. He's not really a good enough play caller for that. So what is uh where are your Jets head headed, good buddy? These <laughs> things have kind of tur- taken a little bit of a downturn. Aaron uh, Rodgers is on the way back. Yeah, I mean, he that. is, but I don't know if it's going to matter. I don't think they're going to be able to. They had to win one of these last three, and it just just didn't happen. Thank you. Close, but no cigar. Let me give that another week. <laughs> Check back. Axe, what do you got to say about the demise? All these other pieces falling away in the AFC North. The Ravens can kind of walk on through, right? Yeah, I mean, we was going to win the division anyway, but <laughs> it makes things a bit easier now that um he's court, they got quarterback issues, you know, Jake Browning and DTR and like the older Joe Flacco off the street. I don't really see that getting in our way. We'll see how the Steelers look with a new offensive coordinator. Um, they just fired Canada today. So yeah, a long last. I feel like all these teams take about three weeks too fucking long to do the shit they need to do. Isn't that yeah, right? Ravens. Oh no, it's been waiting on three years. <laughs> what do you think about the Browns though, Axe? You think uh, DTR that defense DTR, might that defense be, is gonna make it happen? That defense might be good enough to take them. To about ten or so wins, um. But the thing is, it's a lot of AFC teams within like the five to seven win range. Yeah, they're all right there in the middle. So yeah, somebody like else even, catch up like to them. Broncos came up. The Colts have that record. Like the Raiders, they were winning until they barely lost to Miami. Um, Bills around there. Yeah, it's like so many teams. So. Like, one or two bad weeks, you could be out of the mix. But I think the defense might be strong enough. They, they, they got strong defense. Speaking of, that was one of the topics that I true wanted to hit. These resurgent Broncos, 
the the Dobbs mm-hmm. magic finally kind of ran out. And I told you guys this um, weeks ago, and we discussed it on the show. The true, the real, where you get the gaps in NFL quarterbacking is what quarterbacks do when under pressure, um, when they get pressured, when they get blitz, when the protection scheme breaks down. And it's not necessarily improvising and running around. I mean, standing in the pocket, still being able to make the reads, nowhere to go with the ball to get it out of there and keep it out of trouble. Um, and the Broncos figured that out and they put a lot of pressure on Josh Dobbs and Josh Dobbs showed it's a, it's an awesome story. He seems like an awesome guy. I hope it's just a blip on the radar, but it sure seemed like the gap was showing between why Josh Dobbs has been a backup and yeah. What about these Broncos? Uh, so <clears throat> I'll be honest. I haven't watched many Broncos games this year, mostly because of the fact, fuck them. Um, but whatever's happened over these last four weeks has been interesting because they are escaping games. This like this is like this is the type of stuff that you know in years past would have been a problem. So you know, and even earlier in the season, they they couldn't they couldn't you know even if they did get out to a lead, which they really didn't, but. They just couldn't hold steady, you know, to beat the Bills, who was seen as, you know, this, uh, you know, this all world team and this, this team is so hard to beat. You can't, you know, they made Josh Allen look normal, you know. Um, I mean, they still gave up like 100, like 100 plus yards rushing, but uh, in that Bills game, but they came out with a win. It doesn't always have to be pretty. You walk out with a W, that's what matters. And none of these wins have been pretty. Um, Russell Wilson, that game-winning drive, uh, you, you know, can't say enough about it. And I will say a lot about Russell Wilson. None of it positive, but you got to give the got to give credit what credit's due, man. He, uh, he, he's been stepping up. Um, <clears throat> you know, he, he, he played pretty well. Um, you know, I think he, think he had like 260, uh, threw for only, only threw for one touchdown, but yeah, he threw for a touchdown when it mattered. <laughs> and, um, you know, they, they they relied obviously on their defense, which I feel like, you know, the Broncos, that's what you need to rely on anyway. As you're, you know, the Broncos is always kind of relied on their defense, you know. I mean, even through the Paxton Lynch, uh, Trevor Simeon years, the, the, only, the only thing they could really do was, you know, uh, was it Drew Locke and all the other shit? Like, the only thing you could do is hold on to your defense because that was what's going to keep you in the game. That's going to give you a fighting chance. And, um you know, Russ is uh, you know, Russ is doing his thing. Uh he's not he's not playing, you know, like stellar football, but he's 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 passable and he's good enough to where, you know, they have a chance to to compete and to be five and five after starting as bad as they started. Um, you know, that's a win. But once again, the Broncos always kind of do this, uh, certain seasons where they might get like a little run in them. You start to believe in them, and then they go on like a four or five game losing streak to cl- close the season out. So, um, I'm gonna reserve judgment, but they're five and five right now, and um, they they don't look. That's it's a funny thing. They don't look great. They look. They don't look like a contender. They look like they can make a late season run to make a push for anything. They just look like a team who can you know go out there and do. Uh, what's necessary to to kind of get the job done, and I think they have a nice test coming up with this uh, this Browns game. So, you know, uh, I, you know, if I had to guess, I'd say they win. But you know, Browns defense, Broncos defense, it's going to be interesting. I, I like be. to see how Russell Wilson. You know, I like to see. I like to see how <laughs> Russell Wilson navigates. But, uh, yeah. Tay, Tay looks like don't he got put to... that. Don't put the Broncos defense. They gave up 155 points. They're not on the Browns level at all. I hope now. I hope they get blown out. I was. They're not getting blown out. out. Wake up! Wake up! They about to get. They look. They gave up a hundred points in it. No, don't. Do not put them. That's not the same team. Not the same team, buddy. Not the same team. They're not the Bills. They held the Bills in twenty-two. You give up seventy points in the season. You're that same team. You still got that in you. They're gonna do that again. I I don't see that. You just. You just put them on the same level. That seventy point was as good. The guy said it was good. I'm just saying they. You he know, said that's going to be the matchup. <laughs> wait, hold on up. You talking about the same defense 
that held the Chiefs to nine points, right? We we doing that? The Chiefs. Good. I mean, I mean, primetime games like they don't let you score more than twenty four anyway. So I mean, that's not hard. No, 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 no. The one some... o'clock game, that's what so... it matters. When nobody's <laughs> watching. Nah, when they when nah. they when they, they got blasted by fifty points, that's so they held the they held the Chiefs to nine. But you don't think they can le- held the the DTR led Cleveland Browns to fucking? Nah, they still got that in them. That's a division yeah, game. Mahomes had Chiefs. no joke. No touchdowns for Mahomes. He has two interceptions. Come on, man! No, I like come on. Get, that was a, a fluke. Okay. okay, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. What wasn't a fluke was this pretty I thought it was a pretty badass game the other night. Um Eagles and Eagles and Chiefs. Uh definitely like a heavyweight fight. Um Eagles, I think, showed everybody a lot. You know, there'd been a little bit, a little bit suspect, a little bit maybe fraudulent, a lot of close games, a lot of lucky breaks. Some people saying that they got lucky break last night with a old uh, MVS dropping the last pass, um, but I thought that was like definitely a show me game. I think the Eagles are solidified um, easily as, as a top three squad in the league right now. Um, what do you guys think coming out of that Kansas City Philadelphia game? Um, the I would say that was a sloppy game. I mean, I don't really think either team like really dominated. It wasn't. It didn't look like the Super Bowl. Like the Super Bowl looked like both teams were meant to be there. Like it was, it was a high scoring game. You know, everything was flowing and whatnot. But but this game, I don't know. It seemed a little different. It seemed like both teams were struggling, which could be a well, good thing. I mean, but both defenses were making it a struggle. That's, that's true. I think that's the thing that that's flying flying under the radar this year is the Chiefs got a. Good fucking defense, man. They like do. Damn good defense. And that is very worrisome. So they can figure some things out with the receivers. Mm. Chiefs with a good defense is fucking scary, I man. I said that about the receivers at the beginning of the season. I don't know. I just, I don't know. They, all, they, all they need is they just needed a Juju-like guy. They don't have that this year. And it, it, it's showing. You know, they needed that. Like, I'm no Juju fan. He's not really good in, in New England, but... They need they need him in KC right now. You, you know you, you can see it. You can definitely see it. So um, yeah, I don't know. I I think that receiving core, like, like I said, I don't think it's good enough. I think it'll it'll come back and bite him sometime deep in the playoffs. It, it'll hurt him. It'll be a drop pass, just like what we seen. They lost two games off of a drop pass. I mean, like yeah, you do it twice. You can do it. You can do it a third time, especially I'm, when I'm I'm gonna say this uh, after seeing that offense and seeing those receivers. I'm I'm feeling pretty good that the Niners can beat them. It's a possibility, yeah. The Eagles, we're gonna have to put together that complete game. <laughs> we might see it in a couple weeks, but that complete game that I keep talking about that the Niners just cannot seem to pull off because they do stupid, sloppy, lazy, undisciplined shit every goddamn week. If they clean some of that up, they can do it. We'll see. True, what do you think of this uh this Eagles Vikings game or Eagle? Eagles Chiefs game the other night. So I'm gonna say two things. One, sports betting <laughs> is interesting because when MVS dropped that pass, the first thing I thought was this nigga put money on the Eagles. That was the first thing I thought, like initially. Like, because when you watch it back, it was a beautiful fucking pass. And I was like, man, there's no way he misses this. And he did. And like I was just like, yo, that was an instant, that was a winner. And to to blow that, I I, I still don't understand. But um the game was the game was fun. Um, you know, a game is fun. I I love I, I love watching it be, I love watching shit like that because there's no real like like there's no real clear. I don't I don't feel like you you found out who's clearly the better team in that one. It feels like at any given moment, like the Eagles won, but the Chiefs are right there with them. You know, Chiefs started off hot too. So, you know. Yeah, not only did the Eagles win, but they came back from 10 down. Yeah. So, you know. Big business. I think, let's say it's, it's just, the, the, I, I think the Eagles have a little more grit. You know, a little more grit and, and, and they were able to tough out a, a, a good win. But, um, you know, uh, it, it, 
like the Chiefs, and I, I agree with Tay. You know, I kind of agree with Tay. Like Chiefs, they're you know the receiving core is just it's not it. I, I just don't think it's you know that's it. And I don't, you know, they they still like a really good team, but may, maybe it was the fact that Taylor Swift hasn't been talked about. Or, or whatever, but it just feels like even if they win in games, it's just a little bit of that magic is lost a little bit. And, um, um, you know, but I guess it also happens, right? You know, I think that happens when you, um, when you've been on top for, for, for a long time, you know, what I mean, and then right now they're seven and three, but Mahomes, like I said, Mahomes that hasn't looked, I mean, obviously he's right during the MVP conversation because of the fact that their, uh, their receiving core isn't the best, but I don't, I just I don't feel like they're they're strong as they need to be, but I think the Eagles. I mean, like it, it, it's one of those things where it's really hard because I want to say like the Eagles they look like the best team in football, but then again at the same token it's like Jalen Hurts didn't necessarily play the best game either, um, you know, and and so you know Swift was out there doing his thing, you know, uh, you know my, my guy Smith was out there. And he was pretty much the, the the basis of of that passing offense, really. You know, they, like that's he was the basis of it. And obviously, the rain played a part in it, which is also important to to note. That's why it probably was a rough game around all around. I wanted to see a shootout. I knew we probably weren't when I found out it was going to be raining, but I think all of for all intents and purposes, we got what was a good game, especially considering it was raining and and you know all that in those conditions. So, um, I don't know, man. Like I said, I, I thought it was a good game. Um. Like who would have who would have thought Justin Watson would have been one of the guys? The name on everybody's lips, right? Yeah, like who would have thought that would have turned out the way it would have turned out? But yeah, it's a good game. I think I wish we could you know see it again because I feel like the weather always could you know it's like if you play in the snow, you play in the rain. It's that those conditions don't necessarily allow you to see and see a team at its best, in my opinion. So. I would love to see those teams again um, in different conditions, but we I mean we just we just saw them last year in the um, in the Super Bowl, so and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I, I'm I'm sure the 49ers got something to say about the Eagles making it back to the uh, to the Super Bowl, though. So. And with that, let's go ahead get to center court for the tip off. Let's go to the NBA. Right, we're in here with a round ball, roundhouse rock. Our NBA guys, it's the Axeman, Jeff Axel. It's true. It's Tay's takes. Tell me about what stuck out to you about the NBA and what's coming up since the last time we recorded. Tay, NBA thoughts. Um, uh, the rookie class. I've, I've been really enjoying the rookie class. Like, uh, Chet wants that rookie year award, and you can tell. And I don't think I don't think the media is going to be fair in the voting when it's when it, I think they're just gonna just just write off Chet, just act like he's not playing. I think they're just gonna give it to Victor. But I think this rookie class is really impressive. Like, and I like the I like this uh, in season playing tournament too. I mean, not to play into the in-season tournament. I, I do enjoy it. I feel like the games are a little bit more competitive. Like, I like the, the big NBA slates and whatnot. But, um, yeah, the the first few weeks have been have been pretty good. Um, Boston probably looks like the best team right now with Denver being injured. So, you know, I wish they were healthy, but that's unfortunate. But um yeah, players are starting to turn around. A lot of players that start off slow, like the mellow, he's completely yeah. turned it around. He's been he's been going crazy. Uh Julius Randle, he's turned it around from what he was doing beginning of the season. So here's where like teams seasons actually start now. Like that here's here's the you know, once November hits, like mid November, like that's when 
you pretty much know, like you, you pretty much know how a player is going to be, or we generally know what a team, you might have a surprise team that might drop off or a team that might go on a win streak later, but I feel like now we kind of know what's going on. Axe, what stuck out to you since the last time I recorded? What's what's going on in the NBA, man? Um, Just really impressed with the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, Ant-Man's been playing at a high level. Shea Gilders-Alexander's been playing at a high level. Chet Holmgren, he's come in and been dominant early on. So very impressed with them, too. Um, Celtics, although we lost yesterday, just a couple things went wrong towards the end, but we've been playing at a pretty high level. Um, Indiana, they've stood out as well. Like, in fact, they're seven and three. They pushed the pace. They're the highest scoring team in the league. Like Halliburton, the fact that he's averaging 25 and 13, that's numbers that we rarely see. He's a high-level player. So very impressed with what Halliburton's doing. Also, um, the Sacramento Kings, when De'Aaron Fox plays, they have been, they've been looking pretty good. Yeah. So just a lot of young talent. I'm glad that – I mean, the older guys are still doing their thing, but I'm glad the younger talent starting to make it known, make themselves known to more casual fans. There's a lot of young talent in the league. Are you getting tired of the old guys? I am. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> we could have guessed that. I'm not tired of them. I just want more coverage towards some of the younger players. Like So you, so if, say, say like Russell Westbrook, KD, Harden, say they all retired today. Are you? Are, will you care? I mean, I only enjoy KD out of all three of them, me personally. But I don't know. Like, I would just move on. My, once my actual favorite player retired, I can take anybody retiring. My my favorite player was Paul Pierce. So once what he retired. Think of, uh, what do you guys think of uh, Russell Westbrook volunteering to come off, to be the one to come off the bench? And that LA Clippers fucking dumped Somebody needed to. I'm just glad that he didn't have an ego to where he felt he was above it. Because, you know, Harden would have felt like he was above that. That's not what we signed up for. You know, he he's really moody, so. Harden's a fucking loser. That's why. Yeah, I was about to say, True, how do you, what do you think? <laughs> Fuck James Harden. Anybody who love him, I always say that. That's 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 day one to the day I go, to the day he go. Uh, um, And that's just, like, I don't think, I don't think, like, the Clippers experiment is not going to work. I don't think it's going to work. And I think, like, they're four, we're four, seven, five, and seven right now, something like that. Five and, and you know, they won that last game. You know, Harden hit that oh, they, three they finally won. They finally won a game since he came over. Good for them. But, see, I think that's the problem, too, right, is that, like, that game was super close, a very, a very lucky shot. And it happened, you know, like whatever. That's cool. My issue is Harden is not that guy. And I think Harden off the bench actually would have worked more than Russ off the bench. And the reason why I say that is because Russ is not a scorer anymore. He's he's not that guy anymore. And the the the, the Clippers bench, they don't have any real scores on that. You know, uh I don't I, I forgot what their their lineup is. I know it's Harden at the one and then I guess what did they put Terrence Mann at the two? Um, and then you know, Paul George at the three, Kawhi at the four, and Zubak at the at the five. So if that's your lineup, who the fuck who the fuck I like who are you putting out there in the second unit? Well, so Harden could have went out there and got his points in in the second unit. Could have been out there with just him and Paul George or or and, and let them cook and then you play Russ and Kawhi together a little bit more. So, you know, I think there is a way to do it. And I think Harden need to come on the bench. Harden, Harden still can go out there and score, but his style of basketball, like, he, he left the 76ers, right? And say that he is the system. He said all that bullshit. So what are you proving? Like, you're not the system. You're, you have players that are better than you, in my opinion, especially this era of James Harden, 
on the floor. Kawhi is better than James Harden to me, uh, even though he's he's a little old. I think Paul George's game is way better than, than, than fucking James Harden's game. I enjoy watching Paul George hoop more than I enjoy James Harden. So I just I I, I don't understand this. That's what it is. I don't get it. Um, not a big fan of of what he of, of James Harden and what he does. And I, like I said, I hope the Clippers eat dog shit um, from here on out and and don't win a damn thing. But I don't I don't think it was a smart idea. I, I don't think it's a smart idea for Russ to come off the bench. But I think Russ knew that Harden. You know, this is like the third time they teamed up, right? Been on the same team. Yeah. Um, so I think Russ knows, you know, he knows that, like, if you're going to team with him, we got to do it this way. If you don't do it this way, it's just not going to work. And so him saying, you know what, I got it. I'll come off the bench. Like I said, Russ was playing very well, in my opinion, uh, playing next to to, to Kawhi and, and, and Paul George in the starting lineup. Because I think that gives him what he, what he needs to succeed, right? Like, those years when he was out there playing um, – you know, uh, playing at OKC with with Melo and then and Paul George and then Paul George by himself, like they weren't an unstoppable force, but they played very well together. And I think you know Russ's game uh, accentuates Paul George's game, so uh, it helps Kawhi too. So I don't I don't necessarily see Harden having that same effect, but I guess we'll see. So, um, yeah, I I, I, I think it was. It's commendable though. It's commendable. Russ won't, you know, come off the bench, man. You know, um, but to 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 follow what the topic was talking about the teams and you know. Well, hold on. Who, I want to get Tay. I want to get Tay's feelings on this about about I, I, Russ. That's true. Question: What did yeah. James Harden do to you? Did he block you on Twitter or something? I would never even even talk to that nigga on Twitter. What, like what? What happened? What did he do? Like he stinks. He stinks. He stinks. <laughs> The nigga stinks. I watched the nigga play from the day he got into the fucking league. And I liked I liked his style a little bit. A little bit. Let me say that. A little bit when he was at OKC. And I was like, all right, man. I said, he ain't really my guy. It's not my guy. It's not my favorite player. But I was like, all right, he cool with him. He left OKC and went to Houston. And the brand of basketball that he played since Houston was just garbage to me. And I think that's just not basketball to me. Like the 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 bullshit, the flopping, and then and then the, the clutching the arm. Like I hate seeing shit like that because that's not hooping. Like you go out there and hoop, you whine, he whine all the fucking time. Like go hoop, and now now he's a fucking loser. He <laughs> has been traded. He keep getting traded because he go to these teams, fuck up the chemistry, and then he'll be like, "Oh, it's everybody else's fault. It's not mine. It's not mine. What, what's going on? You know, it's not mine. It's not mine." So like. That's how I look at it. I don't. I don't fuck. I don't bang with him. You know what I'm saying? I, I I don't bang with him because of that. I don't think like I think he's a decent. I think he's you know he was a great scorer. He you know, but at the same time, like people were like, oh, James Harden is a great shooter, and then you start looking at his numbers, and I'm like, well, nigga, take like 13 threes, you know, 14 threes a game. He's knocking down 35. percent Like he's a decent shooter, you know. Like I just don't. I never liked this game. Ask, ask to tell you, ask no. <laughs> I don't know, ask a decade. Ask no, I never have liked James. It's like never a time where I like James Harden. Just never felt like his game was a, uh, you know, was was great. I'm, I just, I just want to say this while this is happening. Um, they should have put the Pacers and the Hawks on TNT as opposed to putting the Cavs in the 76ers. I just want to say that because the Pacers and the Hawks game tonight. Is the most insane game I've ever seen. <laughs> like, this is the most insane. Like, what's that game we had that uh, last year, yo? Was it the Clippers and the Kings? Yeah. We had like 170. Uh-huh. This is the version of that. These niggas, they, these niggas might go to overtime. Oh, no, they're not going to overtime now. But, uh, you know, 157 to 152. That's crazy. You do not see that very often anymore in, in, in this NBA. Yeah, with uh, no overtime. That's crazy. Yeah, no overtime, no double overtime, none of that. 157 to 152. If you made a bet on this game, chances are you, yeah. you probably hit. I can't see anything that you can bet on here that don't hit. Like, like everybody, the the top seven players uh and for the paces all scored over 10 points. And the people you would have, you know, if you bet on Buddy Hill, he got you 22. You bet on Halliburton. I want to talk about Tyrese Halliburton. 
stop, but you know, I, I want you know, take a jump into it. You know, I just want to say Tyrese Halliburton is a fucking monster, and this dude has been playing his ass off, and he's averaging. Uh, he came into this game averaging twenty four and eleven, uh, or twenty four and twelve technically, and um, I don't know, man. Like he is amazing. You know his 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 numbers are good. He just dropped thirty seven and sixteen tonight with three steals and a block. Like, bro, that's cra- that's that's crazy numbers for a point guard to go out there and do. And he is like he's scoring efficiently. Sixty like sixty one percent from the field. He he hit nine threes tonight. Nine. Okay. Nine threes. This is fucking crazy. This is crazy, bro. Like Russell Wilson. Or Russell Wilson, huh? Russell Westbrook choosing to come off the bench. Thoughts um, and prayers. Yeah, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. Wanna be on a team like that? Everybody wants to go to Clippers too. Like, I don't know why that's like the the number one destination, but yeah. Anyone go to get to live in LA without the expectations of the Lakers? Yeah, I yeah, I don't LeBron. know if they don't want to win. But that's LeBron, honestly. That's what it is. A lot of people just don't want to play with LeBron. Like, if I'd be honest, like I think well, that's what it is. You get to go to LA and anything you accomplish for the Clippers is, is seen as a fucking net positive. Like because the franchise's history is so terrible. You get to live in LA, ball out there, and then anything you do good, it's like, oh, well, that was a good run for the Clippers. Oh. So it ain't like that for the fucking Lakers. Um, it's like the opposite. If you don't fucking make it you know western conference finals like people are like what the fuck it's the lakers um so you know it's all the good things about la with none of the pressure uh true you had the so your teams obviously the pacers is one of the ones you want to talk about what else did you have you been noting in the nba i got a couple of fun a uh, couple of fun gambling questions for the end of the pod too <laughs> well uh the pacers man the pacers are are crazy uh just want to also really quickly talk about this Cavs and 76ers game that's happening right now against two solid teams in the east um you know obviously when people hear this it'll already already happen but while we while we're talking about it this is a, a a crazy game i thought the sixers were done and they they made a nice run and now i think it's like tied up i I'm, i got to i got to you know try to pay attention to it a little bit but um no nah, man it's this is this is crazy. It's crazy to to see to see some of these teams balling the way. I, I gotta give a shout out to the to the Trailblazers, right? So the Trailblazers, and I thought things is interesting, right? So the Trailblazers are playing the, the Phoenix Suns. You know, DeAndre Ayton is playing his former team. He already got fourteen and six in the first half. DeAndre Ayton's been stinking up the joint for the most part this year. <laughs> uh, he, even though he's averaging twelve and eleven, it's like a not insignificant twelve and eleven, right? So. Um, that boy got 14 and six already. He is out there, you know, playing his ass off. And, you know, I think the Suns are starting to figure it out. You know, they had a rough, uh, you know, rough start. They can't stay healthy. Bradley Bill is out for a couple, you know, uh, I guess what, a couple more weeks, like three, like three more weeks or something like that. At at the very least, three more weeks. So um uh, it looks like the 76 is about to win it. Uh, you know, but no, like I said, I, like there, there are a lot of teams paying attention to. The Pacers are definitely one of them. Um, to be, I think they're like eight and four or seven and five or eight and five or some shit. So for them to be where they are, um, Tyrese Halliburton has to be, in my opinion, an MVP conversation because those numbers are crazy, right? There's not a lot of players we've ever seen average 24 and 12. So um, he's doing it on good efficiency as well. He is playing some solid defense. Obviously, not a lot of defense playing being played with that Pacers team because we just watched, you know, 157 and 152 game. But um, you know, as far as the, as far as the, the the team that's really surprising me that I don't hear a lot of people talk about, and they just whooped on the Raptors tonight, is the Orlando Magic right now. No, I don't hear nobody talking about the fucking Orlando Magic right now. Like nobody, I haven't seen nobody talking about them. like the you know your your talking heads, your, your Stephen A. Smith, your, your your Shannon Sharps, and and all of them, and, and your Skip Baylesses. They ain't talking about the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic tonight just beat the Toronto Raptors 126 to 107. They played the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets coming to Orlando. I mean, we don't know how that's gonna look. But I think they're nine and five right now or something like that. 
nine and five, eight and five, some shit. The Orlando Magic could be for real. This could be a team to watch out for in the in the, in the East, man. You know, like those teams you don't expect. Like the Pacers are good, the Magic are good. These aren't. I mean, the Pacers have had some playoffs, but we haven't seen the Magic except for those what one or two years. And I want to say that was like Kawhi was in the fucking Kawhi was in fucking uh, Toronto at the time. If I'm not mistaken, the last time he made the playoffs, I could be wrong. Um, but you know, you 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 don't see this 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 type of level of a uh, a success, and especially I mean it's early, right? It's early, but they haven't had like a super super easy schedule either. Considering there's a lot of games, I'm thinking, oh, this team should smoke the the Magic, and they haven't they haven't got smoke. So. Um, you know, big shout out to the Orlando Magic for for, for stepping up. Um, the Miami Heat, you know, they they lost out on you know Damian Lillard, and, you know, and 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 they're doing they're they're still doing pretty well. Um, and it, it seems like Jimmy Butler is slowly starting to take the regular season serious because you know we didn't he didn't take it serious before. Um, you know, Bucks have kind of filtered you know filtered out their problems and and some of their issues. They still don't look like super great. But I am interested in this in this game they got coming up with Celtics. Um, I think it'll be a nice little test to see, you know, kind of how you know how well everything will go. And you know, if the Bucs can come into Boston and get a win, um, then maybe they are the top team in the East. Um, you know, I think that I don't think it gets any better than that. Uh, like there's there's not a lot of teams, you know. I mean, we already talked about. I think we already talked about uh, last couple of weeks about how the Thunder are doing their thing, and the Thunder are great. You know, they've been playing great basketball. Um, the Rockets started off like they were going to do something, and now they kind of coming back down to earth. So that's great because fuck Dylan Brooks. Um, you know, Mavericks slowly also starting to kind of come back down to earth a little bit. Took a little hit. But the, but the 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 arguably the, the the best teams you know best team in the West arguably right now will be the Minnesota Timberwolves, and I am surprised. I was thinking they're top six seed coming into the season, but I think Ant has taken that jump. I think Cat has accepted being number two, which is all he needs to do is accept being number two, and the the Gobert. Uh, you know, experiment is starting to work. Their defense has been really good. Ant has answered the call on defense. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I really, like I said, I like what I see from the Minnesota Timberwolves, and I hate watching Rudy Gobert play, but I like what I see from Ant, and I like that Cat has accepted his role. Uh, Jay McDaniels is also, you know, solid, solid wing defender. Um, you know, like I said, you know. They got some good. They got some good talent on that squad. And I think this, the Timberwolves. Um, you know, we don't know how well it's going to translate into the playoffs. We don't know if it's going to sustain the rest of the season. But they are off to a really good start. They played some good teams. They beat some really good teams. And is looking like he could be a potential MVP candidate. I haven't seen the MVP ladders. You know how they put them out because it's only like 13, 14 games into the season. But if Ant can stay consistent, I think you know. I think he could very well enter that conversation. I know people want to give it to Jokic again, and you know people got Tatum and stuff, and Tatum, Tatum, Tatum playing his ass off. He just played his ass off uh, last night, you know, against the Hornets, even though they lost. But like, you got a lot of guys that are stepping up. So you know, I I, I think the Timberwolves. I mean, obviously, I could talk about the Warriors. Have a six, they had a six game losing streak. They broke the streak last night. Uh, they're going to Phoenix, you know, Phoenix later on, and we'll see how that how that pans out. They get Draymond back, I think, in two more games. Gary Payton, the second is supposed to be back for the Phoenix game. So I guess we'll see. You know, um, Steph is back after like two or three games out of injury. So that probably contributed to those the game, six game losing streak. But um, you know, and I just want to make a point too about what, what Tay said about these old guys and and all of that stuff, right? So I just want to make a statement about that. So yeah, you know, his thing. There's nothing wrong with the new age guys coming in that year. Your aunt, your Anthony Edwards, your Tyrese Halliburton, your, you know, these guys like that. Even your Chets, your Wimbies, who I think Chet is the is the real rookie of the year, um, you know, so far. But I think it's important too, though, to have the older guys still be there because they're the bridge to the, to the you know next gap. Um, you know, 
the the bronze, the KDs, the Stephs, the uh, you know, I guess your hard if you want to consider them that. But I always look at you know Steph, KD, and, and Braun as like three guys that like are the torch carriers for an entire era of basketball because it was Braun first, then KD came about, then Steph came about, and KD and Steph were you know you know team together, and then KD went to Brooklyn, and Steph stayed down, and, and Braun went to LA. They've all kind of taken different paths, but they're still great. Like LeBron is not obviously LeBron isn't the same athletic you know, dominant guy that he was when he was in the Miami or the second Cleveland stand and all that shit. But he's 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 being smart. He's you know, when his when his athleticism is not gonna carry him 24-7, he's just taking what the defense is giving him. He's just scoring in the paint a lot. He, he not he don't he ain't taking very many jumpers. And because he's not a he's not a jumper guy. And so I like watching that. You know, Steph is Got what 13 games of or 14, 13, 12 straight games of three point, you know, of hitting four three pointers. Uh, KD is out there averaging 30, you know, what I mean, and mind you, this is a guy who tore his Achilles a couple years back, and that's you know, one of those injuries in basketball that usually do does you in it completely kills your whole career after that. And for him to be 35, about to be 36 and shit, uh, you know what I mean? And, and Steph to be 35 going to 36. They both 35 to 36. LeBron is 38 going to be 39. Like, those old guys still going out there and outplaying some of the young guys. I think that's great for the game. And, you know, I've never been a big Bron fan, but, you know, I like to see him flex when he flex on Dylan Brooks and he, he scores over Dylan Brooks and he, you know, go down the lane and get them dunks and stuff. Like, I like seeing shit like that. Like, same way with Steph cooking last night. Uh, you know, Katie cooking the other night when they went to was a triple over, uh, double overtime or overtime, some shit like that against the Jazz. I love shit like that. So I think it's great to have the old guys alongside with the young guys too. I feel like that's what makes the um, that's what makes basketball interesting because we never seen. I don't feel like we've had an era where we had that right. Like when Kobe started getting older, you know, KG started getting older. They were already on the way out. Injuries took them out. These guys have gone through injuries and still around and playing great. We haven't seen them. Like, I think those three are a prime example of guys who, you know, Steph did three years in college or two, three years in college. KD did, some, you know, some time in college. Bron came straight in the league, you know what I'm saying, uh, at 18. But for those guys to be in that, that age range, 15, 16, 17, you know, years, 21 years in Bron's case, that's crazy. You got you to tip your hat to, to people who can still be, still perform at a high level, you know? That's like for rappers and shit, you know? People don't, like, people say rap was a young man's game, which is false. Because <clears throat> most of the young, most of the rappers when they first came out, they was old as hell. You just couldn't tell. That don't even make but sense. It, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Jay-Z is 50-something. Nas is 50-something. Nas just dropped six albums in three years. You know what I mean? So it's like uh, Black Thought is 50-something. He's one of the dopest lyricists, like, ever. So, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like people don't I feel like we get too caught up in the age shit. It's like if these old if these old niggas is, is washed and they need to get off the court, they need to get off the court. You know, Axe brought up his favorite player, Paul Pierce. And Paul Pierce, I thought I'll say this, he overstayed his welcome in the NBA in terms of like he wasn't serviceable when he got to the Clippers. He he was he was slowly starting to lose his his his, you know, uh his I guess usability. I mean, that's a word. Um, when he got when he was in the Wizards, started to go down. And I think at some point, when you're not at the top level that you were, because Paul Pierce was a beast. But like if you wanted that top level when you are, you should probably just walk away from it. I know it's hard to walk away from it, but for like the Steph and LeBron and KD, it doesn't seem they're so elite at what they do. It don't seem like there's a fall off uh, for them, and that 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 matters. So, um, you know, I just don't think it's nothing wrong with the old guys. Still cooking because the young guys are gonna do their own thing. So, but uh, no, those but those are my teams. You know, Thunder, Wolves, Pacers. Those are the main three that I'm looking. So there's a there's a couple of very special. This our last last little deal. So we'll divert slightly from basketball. It's a couple of very special gambling situations this weekend. Oh. <laughs> The Rutgers versus Iowa game as a total combined score over under of 26 and a half points. 
mm. combined. That is the lowest ever for a D1 game. What are we taking, gentlemen? Are are we are we hitting the under or are we going over? Tay. Under. Yeah, under. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a sicko bowl. That's like entertaining at that point. If you yeah. take that under and you put some good money on it, like now I'm watching that game because I, I want to see if we can manage this. What do you think, Axe? Well, I try not to watch Iowa football on purpose. Um, I remember seeing Rutgers like a time or two. I remember they played before anybody. They played Northwestern first. Yeah. Uh, Iowa usually has a good defense. No, they, they, they got defense. terrible offense. They're they're yeah. gonna go to the fucking Big Ten championship game with an offense that I don't know if it scored over twenty five the whole season. I'm gonna say over. Oh, like it'd be like. 14 to 13 type of game. Ain't going to be nothing crazy. But I'm going to say slightly over. Just because I think, um, I don't know. Like, I'm going to say over. I think maybe it's Rutgers so has low. a little bit yeah. of closure. Like, they, they'll have, like, a big play or two here and there. They're not a terrible team. They just struggle to score themselves. True. Under or over? Like six wins. Um, I'll go over. No rhyme or reason behind it. I'll just go over. Uh, I haven't followed, you know, most of the college shit this year. So, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna just go over. Well, is this a good village? There's another one that I got for you guys that you will be a little more educated on. <clears throat> Giants Patriots is 34 and a half total which is one of the lowest NFL totals in the last two decades. 34 and a half combined. True. Mm-hmm. Going over or under. Giants, Patriots. Tommy DeVito versus whoever the fuck the Pats put in at quarterback. Uh, that's kind of tough, honestly. Uh, that's a tough one because they, they both suck. Um... DeVito was spunky last week. There was some spunk. Yeah, some, but, I mean, is that going to hold up? I mean, is that going to last? I don't know. It's a Bill Belichick defense. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I don't I don't know. Um, mm. uh, that's a tough one. Um, mm. I'm going to go under. I'll go under. Max, Giants, Patriots, 34 and a half over under. Definitely going to go under. Tejan, y'all oh, should be ashamed oh. for letting Tommy DeVito do that to y'all. Yeah, we got a bottom five defense. So, I mean, I mean, Justin Fields looked like like Jesus. I mean, come on. Um, I, I wasn't even surprised. Like, I expect good games from all the quarterbacks to go against. So, I'm not even ashamed. I'm more so, like, just whatever. Yeah, like, and then Mac Jones or Bailey Zappy, neither one of them are really going to put up points. They might. So as I'm well going just, under. They might as well just put in Cunningham, man, and see what he can do at this point. <clears throat> I just want to point out, uh, Eric, you said it was 33, I mean, 34.5, right? That's the, yeah, yeah. So on FanDuel right now, I'm looking at it, and it's now down to 33.5. So there's a reason for that. It's a fucking reason for that. Shit. Take over under 33 and a half. um, I'm going over just because over under. He's probably right. I'll be honest. I want to have the same answer. He's probably right. But I think I'm not going to lie. He's probably right. This game is probably going to end up being like a twenty-four to twenty-one game, just because, just because the the under keeps dropping. It's to, to lure people in, I think, to be like, oh, it's going to be a low game. It's going to be a ten to seven type of game. And it yeah, ends up God, like you a- could you could tease that and still have it super super low. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I know we'll be scoring higher than that. 
That's DAR Sports Media. Please check out what we got going on last week. We had the world heavyweight champion of MLW, who had a very noteful, notable uh, show over the weekend, Fightland. Um, a lot of you out there got fucking worked by the angle that they had going on with Alex Hammerstone. Um, we'll, we'll dig into it later on on one of our wrestling shows. But the world champion of MLW, Alex Kane, joined us last week. DAR Sports Media, it's an awesome Real fun interview. Um, everybody, please go check it out. We're trying to get together, by the time you listen to this, it'll be out pretty soon, a Survivor Series nostalgia hour for everybody to dig into during their Thanksgiving traveling and driving around. It's a huge, huge travel day for the United States. We want to give you guys some some nostalgia wrestling content, so we're going to try and get that together. Um, of course, we got all the music out all over the place. True. Tell us. Tell us about some plugs. Well, um, I haven't uh, haven't really been making much music. Um, I'm surprised I actually made it through this one without coughing too much. I'm slightly under the weather right now, but we do have the platform, and we have older gods do evolve out. We're actually um, there's actually a bunch of music that we've actually worked on, and I actually did record last week. So there's possibly something in the works there. I don't know quite yet. Uh, we'll see how everything else shakes out. But um, yeah, man, we we you know there's a ton of albums out. Comeback Trail's still out. It's still very very you know fairly successful. Um, you know one of my most listened to albums in the last like year or so. And there is the uh, Straight Out of a Comic Book album with the Dar Elite group. And like I said, Platform Older Guys do involve myself and my brother. Shaka Zapalo, um, you know, big shout out to Shaka Zapalo. He's also under the weather. Uh, so that's why he couldn't join us tonight. Um, same could be said for our, our, our brother Pigo dealing with some stuff too. So um, yeah, man. Like I said we 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 got we got some we got some stuff in the chamber though, music music wise, that uh if I cared, I would put it out right now. I just don't care. <laughs> A lot going on. So um but yeah, you know, definitely stream them, stream them albums, keep running them streams up. Streams looking pretty decent, uh, you know, pretty good recently. So, um, you know, keep running them up. Just keep running them up and spread the word. You know what I'm saying? The 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 DAI music train just keeps on rolling. You know, that's just that's just how we make it happen. Um, might be back in the studio and uh, you know, next next sometime next month. Or next year, because uh, I didn't realize. Sometimes you don't realize that the, the year is almost over. Um, but uh, yeah, so still got more in store, and there's a reason why we got more in store. And I'll kick it back there to go ahead and tell you why we got more in store. We got a bunch of big guests coming up in the chamber. We didn't lie last time, and we're not lying now. Big guests, music in the chamber. Got a lot going on. And that's because the world of DAR sports media never stops. True. Huh. Rolling up the smoke, Chevy on the front of spokes. Did you like the way we float? Hop inside, oh, well, let's go. Let's go. We riding out, yeah, riding out, riding out, yeah. Elite, we riding up, uh, riding up, yeah, riding up. I said the D A R like the D P G, east to west side, out in D C. We gotta make a move, nigga. Yeah, we see y'all.